with the price of these properties being so low, I mean, just even even three months ago, we bought a duplex for twenty one thousand. Okay, it needed a little bit of work. Okay, okay, it wasn't turnkey, but like those price points are still available. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me today, I've got Kyle Doolin. Kyle, how are you doing today? That's right. Ah, it's always a great day. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Kyle, why don't you give our listeners a bit about your background, who you are, and what you guys are doing today? Sure, sure. In a nutshell, so professionally speaking, before real estate was even on the map for me, I was on my way to, uh, to becoming a math teacher, math professor. And I, I taught at many different levels, um, from elementary school to high school to university at Concordia University here in Montreal, Canada. So I kind of had the whole gambit and along the way, private tutoring was something I, I did a lot as well. So the, the whole teaching, mathematics, numbers just made sense for me. And so that was my path until I met my better half, Janie. Uh, she's the, the reason that I'm, I'm even here talking today. She's the reason that we've, we've, we've had our businesses and our success in real estate. So I owe everything to Janie. <laughs> Absolutely everything. Yeah. We actually uh, got married just last September, officially, and we, we just came back from our, our two-month honeymoon in Thailand uh, just a little over a month ago now. So we're still uh, riding the, the beautiful wave, and uh, we landed right back into COVID. So that's a, it's an interesting uh, situation, it's interesting an interesting time. world. Yeah, very interesting. But uh, that's a, a little bit where I came from. Um, so I was, I was the academic type who just wanted to, to, to be put into a box, to be the very best employee possible, to just shine, make my bosses proud. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted this box and I wanted to be the prettiest possible box with the most bells and whistles, but anything outside that box, that, that was a scary thing for me. That is something I didn't, I didn't even have the, the kahunas to even <laughs> think about. So when I met Janie, she was the all the opposite. Janie is the one who had these, these I, I say crazy, but not, not in a bad way, but these crazy dreams, these big dreams, ambitious goals, uh, no, ambitious dreams. And together with my in-the-boxness, we can put those dreams into goals and we established a plan to eventually get to where we want to go. And uh, over the last uh, six years now, uh, we've been on that journey and we've experienced quite a bit of success through real estate. Now, the particular niche that we focused in is U.S. real estate. Now, for most of you listening, I'm sure that doesn't sound like a niche. It just sounds like uh, just real estate, right? Real estate, yeah. But Yeah, exactly. But as Canadians specifically, I don't know if you uh, or anybody listening here has ever looked into Canadian real estate in Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver. Um, you basically go to California and you'll see what I'm talking about. So in Canada, you know, cap rates are so, so, so low. Um, even just the cash flow is a significant challenge unless you get creative or you, you really luck out. What's so a cap, what's a cap rate on like a, a B class, just normal, you know, mid-sized multifamily, call it a 20, 30 unit, whatever. Um, 
about a four, a three, four three is four. what you'd expect. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not 70 years old. I don't have a, a we, we don't have rich parents. We didn't come from anything. I, we got started in this business. I was still in university doing a master's in the teaching of mathematics. So the capital that we got started with was student loans, <laughs> credit cards, <laughs> you know? So how, how do you jump into a quarter million or half a million dollar duplex? You just, yeah. you know, with, with a 20% down payment, you just, you just can't. So we really went out of our way to find a market, which was the U.S. And then we figured in the U.S., even in the U.S., is a huge spread to find markets where you can, the, the entry point is ridiculously low. Yeah. I mean, the first property we bought was $9,000. We fixed it up for 30. All right. So we jumped into to, to Ohio, which, because uh, our long-term goal was rental real estate. And from that first success, uh, we birded out, right? We, we bought rehabbed, rent, refinance, and repeat. So to recycle our capital, we did it over and over and over in our first year. And we had nine, nine doors in our first year. So from that success, we, we continued and we, we grew. And from there, we went to larger assets, apartment buildings, mobile home parks. And, and now we've got quite the diversification in our portfolio within asset classes, but also we, we manage other people's real estate, specifically in the short-term rental space. And we also um, consult to specifically, um, we, consult, we can consult, we can help anybody, you know, just have a conversation. I'm sure we can, you know, we can provide some good nuggets. That's fine. But specifically for nationals investing in the U.S., Canadians or Australians or anybody who's not U.S., a U.S. citizen, there are significant differences from the taxation point of view, the asset protection point of view, financing. Uh, those are big hurdles for foreign nationals, and we've pretty much, um, you know, got all that down pat. So, what were in a nutshell, the, that's what it is. What were some of the biggest hurdles of uh, coming from Canada, investing in the U.S.? Like you, you mentioned, financing, taxation, all that kind of stuff. What were the, like maybe two or three of the biggest hurdles? Oh yeah, like I, the, right there, those are big. If you, for example, as a foreign national, open up an LLC. And, in, and start buying up real estate, you are going to get taxed the minimum of 60%, minimum. It, 60%? It could be higher. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Because there's no tax treaty between LLCs and uh, it's not recognized in Canada. So you'll get taxed corporately in the US and there's no tax credit and then you'll be taxed again and it's, it's terrible, okay? And there's a lot of big gurus who come to Canada, US gurus who come to Canada, say, just invest in real estate, open up your LLC for hundred bucks on rocketlawyer.com and you're good to go, right? Well, from an asset protection, you're good to go, but on a taxation, you're, you're dead, right? That's not gonna work for you. Wow. So, so that's one thing for sure. Um, but just finding the right people on your team, my God, like um, we, we had the right corporate setup pretty much from the start. But we went through five CPAs before we found someone who knew what the hell they were doing, who can consult because we're such a specific case again. Uh, that was a big, big hurdle. We spent many thousands of dollars in there. And so if anybody, you know, find your people before you get started, those key players, like your corporate setup, your, your tax specialist specific to your situation, yeah. um, find those before you get started because to rework that on the back end is so much time and so much resources that you can you can better spend elsewhere and that just doesn't deal with you know somebody coming from canada into the u.s investing that deals with 
everybody here that's in the U.S. Exactly. Find your team. Find the people that are in place because the, the right having the just the right CPA from the start, having the the right attorneys from the start, having the right property management companies from the start, all that kind of stuff is going to help you so much because once you're going, it's difficult to make those changes. And yes. so a lot a lot of times, and this has been my experience, I I take way too long to actually make the change. Right. Because mm -hmm. you've already made the choice. You've went with them. You want to see how they work out. So you wait and you wait and you wait. And finally it's like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. I've got to make the switch. Well, by the time you're saying I can't deal with this anymore, I'm pulling my hair out. It's already too late. Like you should have done it a long time ago. Right. And so that's at least in my experience, what happens for me when I find the wrong person or I don't spend enough time on it. So finding that right team is so important. Um, Absolutely. How do, you, like, how do you find financing for, uh, you said you did the BRRRR uh, strategy, like you're from Canada. Are, are banks pretty open to, to lending to you or how do you, how did you find financing? They most definitely are not. Yeah. That's what I would think. <laughs> most definitely are not. There are some Canadian banks who will base themselves off, off our personal uh, credit profile, but their, their, their lending footprint is very, very narrow. Uh, for right. example, in, in Quebec, um, we have we have uh, we have a bank that's also in Florida because a lot of Quebecers like to vacation down in oh, Florida, sure. so that that is already in place. But we didn't we weren't investing in Florida, so that didn't apply to us. So that's difficult. So what we did is we spent a lot of time finding asset-based lenders. So long as the deal is strong enough, cash flows well, we're buying well. And so it's, so long as it's a good deal, which is the only thing we should be buying anyways, but so long as we have a good deal, we're now plugged in and connected with asset-based lenders. So yes, it'll be more expensive than your traditional bank financing, Yeah. but the numbers work, they work. And you know, if we need financing, it's there Yeah. on any asset class. So they can be talking about a single family home, a small plex, a hotel, a mobile home park, doesn't matter. So long as you know, it's a good deal with strong cash flow, you'll get it. So what's your focus right now? You guys bought single families, duplexes, sounds like uh, mobile homes, uh, some multifamily. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the focus right now? Or maybe I should say pre-COVID because obviously things are changing. Maybe, maybe those are two different things. Um, yeah. Where, where are you guys at right now? Well, each company has its own focus. Uh, but on the real estate acquisition side, um, our focus is not so much what, but where. We made the decision about a year ago that we were going to focus and really lay our stake down in Cleveland, Ohio. It's where we got started. And so we, we have the teams and we spent you know, years building and, and fostering those relationships and that, those teams. So we have it. And we, 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 we've realized that it is a tremendous asset to have the team. Yeah. As we were growing, we were looking at larger, larger buildings and mobile home parks. And now we were putting offers in Michigan, we're putting offers in Minnesota, we're putting offers in Florida, we're putting offers all over the place. And because larger assets in our mind justified the extra work to build a new team around the asset, if it's large enough, but we weren't going to start buying a single family home in Texas and a single family home in Florida and a single, you know, that was, that'd be crazy. That's, yeah. So, but nonetheless, building those new teams is a lot of work. And even if you're buying a large asset here and a large asset there, it's still a lot of work. And we wanted to mitigate that a little bit right now in our journey. So we just want to kind of go into Cleveland 
And it's also a, a focus for all three of our companies. We can do all three in, in that. Um, we, we have specific partners in Canada who want to get started investing in U.S. real estate. And we say, wonderful, just come to Cleveland with us, jump into our teams. So that side is handled. Mm -hmm. um, short-term rentals is, is surprisingly, uh, there is a demand in Cleveland for short-term rentals, right? The Cleveland Clinic, huge employer, right? Um, there, there is a, a good handful of, uh, of um, Fortune 500 company headquarters in Cleveland and Northeast um, Ohio. Um, three major foot, um, sports teams. Like there are people traveling to Cleveland and that's a big uh, market indicator for short-term rentals. And with, with the price of these properties being so low, I mean, just even, even three months ago, we bought a duplex for 21000 they needed a little bit of work, okay? Okay, it wasn't turnkey, but like those price points are still available. So that just makes sense for all of us. And we're actually, uh, we, we just postponed our immigration um, application, but the plan was in April to submit the application to actually make Cleveland our, our home uh, moving forward. So actually got postponed. Like yeah. There. Okay. yeah, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Because once we're, once we're American, <laughs> we can tap into all your wonderful loan products and crazy low rates. It, it's going to be so easy uh, once, we're, once we, we look and smell like an American. <laughs> well, and, uh, and talk about the 1031 exchange, right? Because I it, it could, can, can you as a foreign, like right now you could probably 1031 exchange still, even though you're in Canada, how, how does that work? You know, you, you can do it, okay. but you won't get the tax advantage. You won't get the tax advantage. <laughs> so you, you, there's no point, basically. There's no point. That's right. You'd get all the benefits on the U.S. side, but when you do the taxes and you show it in Canada, you have to pay it in Canada. So it doesn't make sense. So it's still, still the same. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, so now you'll be able to avoid that. So it's going to be great having you as a U.S. citizen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> We're looking forward to it very much. Yeah. And I'm assuming you suspended it just because of everything that's going on. And then once this kind of clears up, you'll, you'll resubmit. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and I would think it would be fairly easy since you've got business established here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's actually quite the, um, well, it's quite fun to see which visa application is best. Because one company can do an L1, one company can do an E1, one company can do an E2. So we're actually not exactly sure. We'll leave that to the immigration attorney to see which, which how they want to package it. But yeah, we're, <laughs> there's no problem. There's no problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about, you know, some of, some of the strategies and some of the kind of, I don't know, mindset and, and skill set that you guys have, I mean, you had this teacher mindset, you were in this box and your, your wife is like, no, that's a stupid mindset. Look at my mindset. Maybe she didn't quite say it like that, but no, uh, yeah, but <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but she changed like with the relationship that totally changed your mindset. And, and that's obviously really interesting because as you've said, you're in this box and now you're totally outside of that. Um, oh yeah. Take me through that a little bit of that mindset change. Like what was her attitude 
going in? Um, like, like how was she, why was she so much different from you? And, and how did that kind of start to influence you? Can you take me through any of that mind, you know, mindset shift? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting to really think about that because it's such an important question. And if, if we could unlock that, you know, we would, we would free so many people. Yeah. And I know that's what you're trying to get at. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's so unique. So when I met her, um, it's, it's a funny story. Um, we actually met in, in Northern Canada. I was, uh, I was uh, finishing up my, my, my double bachelor's to become a teacher. And I did my final stage, my teaching placement practicum in a, a small Cree community, an Aboriginal community in Northern Quebec. It's called Wiminji, hence uh, the name of our acquisitions company, Wiminji Properties. And I just went up there just to, you know, for, for a little experience, uh, something different. Um, my, my parents and, and I come from a family that's very in the box, you know, just very, very low mid-income at most is mid-income family you just go to school get a job get married retire die and even traveling is scary for them just to give you an idea okay like driving a car getting out of the house is scary and then if you try to go on a plane like that's next level what you're leaving the country yeah. <laughs> you're going across, like these are big steps for my family um, so the compromise at the time was, okay, I'm not going to go abroad to do this practicum. I'm going to stay in the same province. All right. But I'm going to have to take a plane and it, it, you won't be able to, we won't be able to see each other or drive or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, that's basically the, the pre-story to that. I go there and I mean, it's cold up there. Cold, cold. We're talking minus, minus 40 degrees. Okay. And at that at that level of coolness, the Celsius scale and the Fahrenheit scale is the same thing. So when I say minus 40, it doesn't matter if I'm saying Celsius or Fahrenheit, it's freaking yeah. darn cold. cold. I don't know if this is going to need to be <laughs> PG-13. I'm from, I'm, I'm from Minnesota, so I, I get cold. We, we get, you know, 30 below pretty, pretty frequently. Yeah. <laughs> so really cold. Um, and uh, one day I, I just... I met Janie. Uh, we were just having supper with a bunch of teachers and, and, and healthcare professionals in the community, just had a supper. And uh, we set up uh, a date to go skating at the skating rink. And of course, I went there. I was like an hour early to my date, right? And uh, she, she never showed up, okay? So, and, but, I, but I was hopeful. I kept on skating and maybe she's late. You know, something kept her up, you know, half an hour later, 45 minutes later, an hour later, an hour and a half later. Okay, I like skating, but I don't like getting stood up. So I start going uh, to go to leave and I, my skates are off. I'm walking out the building and then I see her walking um, from the parking lot. I see her walk in and she didn't see me, but I saw her. So as soon as I saw her, I just turned and started reading the billboard. Okay, <laughs> She didn't see me. Okay. And oh, you're here. <laughs> How wonderful. And she's like, uh, are you, are you leaving? I said, well, I was leaving, but, uh, you know, I came here to skate. Do you want to go skate? <laughs> so turn around and went skated for another hour, an hour and a half. <laughs> and in that first, uh, skate, every lab, we got to know each other. We, you know, we, what, what are you doing here? Where you come from? Where are you looking to go? Right. These are some powerful questions. All right. Where are you now? Where are you looking to go? 
Yeah. And that's, she had that. Okay. She, she knew where she was and she knew where she was going to go, but the how was, was weak. And so every lap she'd tell me this and every lap I'd say, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? So it just started very casually with me just giving myself the best I could to this stranger. All right. She was cute and I, I liked her, but I mean, she was a stranger. She and showed that's up how late. it started. What's that? I said, and she showed up late. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not that she deserved it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, her dreams inspired me to help her achieve them. And, and obviously, you know, she liked that. And that works in a relationship, right? To completely open up and to give each other, each other, to give one another the best of each other. That's how it began. It was two people coming together, um, bringing their strengths. She was the visionary. She can set the goals, which I had a difficulty, a difficult time doing. I have a difficult time setting the goals, but once a goal is there in front of me, oh my, like the plan, the system, the teams, let's make it happen and go there. So two people aligning with a common purpose can change the world. So yeah. that's, that's the takeaway. And that's how that got started. Well, and, and that, uh, you know, that, that right there is a, is a, is a good business partnership, right? She's the, she's that dreamer, the visionary, the, Hey, here's where we can go. And you're okay. This is how we do it. Right. This is our, you're the implementer, right? You're the right. one that's going to say, this is how we can do it. She's saying, this is where we should go. And that, that just totally makes a lot of sense. And anybody looking for a business partner, and have to be the person you end up marrying, uh, looking for a business partner, you need to have those complementary skill sets. Or even if you're the dreamer and maybe you don't have a business partner, but you have a, a CEO or a manager or something like that, they need to be the implementer if you're the dreamer. So finding those complementary uh, skill sets, I think is, is really important in any uh, partnership, any company uh, out there for sure. I would say it's even mandatory. Mandatory. Because if, if you're looking to get into a business partnership, it, it is a marriage. It is a business marriage. It's not something that in one month it's over. It's not something that in one year it's over, right? Yeah. If you're starting a business with somebody, it's long-term. It's a marriage. And so it should be someone who challenges you who com and compliments your, your, their strengths or your weaknesses and vice versa. You shouldn't, my opinion, you shouldn't bring in a business partner who, who can, who, uh, you know, who doesn't bring anything to the table new, who doesn't bring something you don't have to the table. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think what a lot of people want to do, right? They want to bring they're you know, oftentimes we're like, Oh, I get along with this person really well. Well, because they're exactly the same as you, right? They, they're so similar to you. They've got the same skill sets. That's great. But that doesn't mean they're, a business partner, right? They can be, you guys can collaborate with each other. You can learn from each other, but partnering with each other probably doesn't make sense, right? Because you've got the exact same skill sets. doesn't make sense. hundred percent. And I think a lot of people, they go that route. They go, Hey, this, I really like this person. We get along. Um, you know, I think we can do great things together. Well, I think you can do great things apart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, well, that's cool. So let's talk about, you've got these separate businesses. Let's just talk about some of the successes you've had operating them. Um, maybe a couple 
of habits or a couple of uh, skill sets, a couple of key things that you guys do that you can pass on to our listeners that our listeners can do as well? Sure. Now, my habits are quite different from Jamie's as yeah, well. We, sure. we operate in very different ways. But nonetheless, structure is important. Um, something that, 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 uh, that we do every morning is we actually have a morning wake-up call at 6 a.m. And we're a group, a small group of entrepreneurs, and we do like this mini mastermind every morning. Gets us up early. We, we, you, you, there's no chance that you're laying in bed because, I mean, it's early. Right? You, you just don't have time. You're up. There's no, there's no dilly-daddling in bed. and There's no snoozing. So you're up. And you immediately put yourself in a situation where you have to show up, all right? You, you can't just be there, right? There's other people, not who depend on you, but the, the caliber is there. Mm -hmm. And everyone, it's a safe environment. Everyone can just help each other in whatever their, their opportunity or their struggle is. So 6 a.m., boom, it's done. As soon as, and it's a 15, 30-minute call. It's quick. It's just a matter of getting up and getting started. Yeah. In that call, we have some, some high-level mastermind activities. It can be as simple as, um, you know, what's my most important task today? What is the one thing that is going to move my business forward? And it's not answering emails, right? <laughs> what is the one thing that will grow my business? And as soon as that task is set, that's the first thing you're going to do. I think that's such an important question to be asking. Uh, you know that, that one thing. I have a weekly call with a with a uh, another business uh, owner, and and we just, you know, we have got basically three things that we're going to accomplish that week. But yeah. asking that question every single day, let's let's that one thing that I'm going to do to move my business forward today. I mean, that's that's just so important, and then being able to focus on that. I like how you said focus on. The first thing in the morning, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. what you're going to focus on right away. You're going to put your attention on that because then once you get that done, you've conquered the day, right? And if you wait till the end of the day to try to get that done, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. You're more creative in the morning. You've got the whole night's uh, energy stocked and ready to go. And maybe hopefully you've got some kind of pumping activity in the morning, whether it be a, a morning wake up call, uh, your morning um, exercise routine, go take a walk. There's something hopefully in your morning that's jolting you to life mm -hmm. and you're just ready to take on the world. And that's when you want to do the most important thing. So that's something that, that has had significant um, value for us. And we didn't start from that. It wasn't, uh, you know, right when we decided to start doing real estate that we had this type of practice in place. Right. But since we have, there's been a significant change. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what's a, uh, what's a mistake that you guys have made? Uh, it can be you or your business. Um, but what's a mistake that you've made? How have you learned from it? How has it changed uh, you for the better? One mistake, and I mean, I have such a hard time with the word mistake. The, everything's a learning, and I never, I, I never just leave it at that. It's never just a mistake, but it's something that just made me stronger. But one thing that I that I can acknowledge slowed us down is is getting distracted by and not by not by Netflix or TV because we don't own a TV. It's too expensive. You know how much time that thing costs, okay. but 
it's, it's just getting distracted with all these business opportunities, right? Oh, we can do this. And especially real estate, it's so flexible. There's so much you can do in real estate. But each one of those strategies or those niches, you know, it takes a, a very concerted and continuous effort and direction to make anything happen. And so we tried so many things in the first three years, so many things so so many things and because of that we're just more knowledgeable and we got more experience but in three years our results were well i mean the first year we got nine doors but still it's much smaller than what it could be then to focus on one thing master it experience results automate it as much as possible so you're, you've removed yourself from the process and ideally you've set it in a way where it can continue to grow without you and then focus on another thing and do the same thing right? But you need to experience that success as quickly as possible. In entrepreneurship, it's difficult because you, you invest hundreds of hours, thousands of hours into this without or with very little tangible results at first. Right. So you have to do everything in your power to get some results as quickly as possible. And being distracted and trying a million things is, is not getting, is not in your, in your best interest for that. Um, so I would recommend find something that, that really excites you, that you're passionate about, that you have a, a facility with. Do it until you get results. And then once you said, okay, like I've got this down pat, move on to something else. If someone is asking, okay, well, what's that one thing, right? And how do I learn how to do it well? Well, find someone who is doing it well and getting the results that you want. It's yeah. as simple as that and stick to them. Yeah. You, you want to fast track it. hundred percent agree. And, and look, I mean, I hear a lot of people like, Oh, what's the best, like, what's the best way to invest in real estate? The best way to invest in real estate is the way that you're going to get, get started. That's the best thing to invest in. It doesn't matter if it's note buying, if it's mobile home parks, if it's multifamily, if it's office, I don't care what it is. There's millionaires, multi, multi-millionaires, billionaires that have done all of them. So it doesn't matter. They're all good strategies. Yes. What, what the good part is, is if you actually take action and you focus, like you said, the people that have been successful at multifamily, you know, they've been successful at office and have been successful at note buying, whatever it is, have focused on it and made that their yes. primary goal. And anytime they pivot and anytime they go, Hey, now we're going to start buying, um, buying, uh, office versus multifamily, or we're going to maybe continue to buy that multifamily. We're going to be adding office. Typically what you find is now they've got another division, right? They've got, they put a, a CEO or somebody in charge of that multifamily division to continue to grow that. And then they go to the office and grow that. And so now they've got actually basically two companies. It might be in the same umbrella, but it's actually, you know, growing this and growing that. You can't just do it all on your own sometimes. So it's not set it and forget it. And that's not what you're saying, but it's, mm -hmm. we're going to build something and then we're going to get the systems processes and people in place to continue to allow that to grow, to then go over and focus on something else. But yeah, I, I really love that. I mean, focusing on just, you can't, you can't spread yourself too thin. It just doesn't work. And I've tried to do that too. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Well, I think most of us entrepreneurs are just yeah. guilty of it, right? Yes. It just happens. <laughs> It certainly does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so where is the company 
going, growing, evolving, moving forward. We kind of talked about it, but with this kind of COVID, where, where do you guys see the opportunity? Obviously you've said, Hey, we're going to focus on our market. We really yep. understand and want to be in our market. Um, do you see a certain niche? Do you go, Hey, we're just focusing on our market and we're real estate investors. Um, you know, any, anything you can add to kind of the Cleveland thing that you've talked about already? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, the focus is Cleveland and, and as I mentioned, it's like the center point of everything that we do. So everything ties in wonderfully. Um, for example, uh, we have, uh, we have a bus tour, uh, it's obviously postponed right now, but this is an opportunity for out of state investors to come to Cleveland and, and jump into our business and see what it would look like to invest as an out of country or out of state owner and what, what Cleveland, because even within a city, there's, there's many different uh, variations. Okay. Well, one, one second. I'm going to interrupt yep. you. Um, sorry for that, but I want to understand what that bus tour is. Are you bringing um, potential investors to invest in your company in like a, a multifamily or, or mobile home or something like that? Or are you bringing in people that you're going to then uh, do turnkey or do property management for? At this point in time, it's a discovery tour. Got it. Um, a lot of people follow us and are asking questions about, you know, what's a good deal? What's this? What's that? Well, you know, come, come live it. Right. And a lot of people are just getting started. They don't even own any real estate, not everyone, but I'd say about 50%. So there's a good chunk of people who just don't have any experience at all with out of state investing or remote investing. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity for them to, to meet our property manager, to meet some of our project managers, our contractors, properties at different stages. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a discovery tour at this point. Yeah. Um, the focus is not to sell properties um, our own or otherwise. Some of them are for sale. Some of them are not. It's just some of them, it's our partner's deals. And it's just, a it's an exposure. It's a discovery process. And if they do want to jump in, well, they've already, they're already getting plugged in with the people that, that we use. So, you know, our trusted people, which is half the battle right there. Yeah. yeah. It's primarily focused on residential small apartments. Um, because uh, well, there's no mobile home parks uh, in Cleveland, uh, you know, <laughs> per se. But um, but that's the focus right now. It's it's more of a discovery. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, and I guess with with that, you'll you'll figure out maybe different directions to go with that if you continue. Oh yeah, for sure. And then we obviously put in plugs. And hey, now we're in a part of town where if you buy this property, yeah, you know, you can expect these type of numbers on short-term rentals, right? Yeah. And, and so forth. So we are using all of our company's knowledges. And of course, I mean, it's our company. If you want us to manage it, we'll manage it, of course. But it's, it's to show the, 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 the diversity, even within one market, even within residential real estate, there is a tremendous um, diversity. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, Kyle, we got a couple more questions before we wrap up. Uh, I want to, I want to ask you what a favorite book is that you can recommend to our listeners um, that really can help them um, in their business. All right. There's a lot and we have to choose one or can we just rattle I mean, off a if, couple? If you really want to give me two or three, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. If, if you're getting started and you're fresh, um, you know, fresh out of school and entrepreneurship is something you're considering uh, the classic thinking grow rich is what got us started. Mm -hmm. um, Napoleon Hill. 
Yeah. So that's that. That's a for sure, and I'm sure other people have mentioned it already on the podcast. So that's why I wanted to name a couple to bring some value. If you already uh, are in real estate or you already have a business, and you're at a point where the the day to days are kind of bogging you down, you're you're not, you know, you're focusing on those 80% of activities that are not moving your business forward, and you need some some strategies to kind of, kind of get out of the out of the uh, the day to day. Um, the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you just stumbled on this podcast and, you know, real estate is not my, you know, this real estate thing seems real, <laughs> not for me or whatever, but you do need some, some good foundations on, on investing and a very passive and low risk approach and just the basics of, of, of the mindset. Um, I, I, I can't say I fully recommend it because I didn't finish reading the book. But Tony Robbins, Money, Master of the Game, I'm about halfway through it. The first third is, uh, is all about uh, just parking your money at, uh, at low fees. And now it's jumping into that mindset and those goal setting that is so, so, so valuable for anybody in life at any stage to just know where they are and where they're going and how to get there, which, which you know, I think I am particularly good at naturally, but most people, you know, would need an additional structure and it's a, it's a step-by-step um, guide for that. Cool. Awesome. Do I have time for one more? One more. Last one. All right. We have an ebook as well. <laughs> oh, well, that, that you can give me. That, well, get, get, I'm going to ask you a question at the end and you can give all that kind of stuff for sure. That's, that's Sounds awesome. good. Yeah. So, so last question before we do that uh, is what are your three pillars of wealth creation? Oh my goodness. Three pillars of wealth creation. Janie, she's, she's the founding stone, right? There's no, there's no other way without her. And she'd say the same about me. Without me, she would not be where she is. But, and th- that's what's so beautiful about it. So 100%, Janie is my uh, entrepreneurial rock and starting place. Second, uh, real estate. This, we, we have three businesses around the, um, in real estate, and we've got so much more to, to discover and learn and grow within it. And lastly, it's, it's the people. It's the people. Um, it's often easy to forget that there's a human on the other side of the line uh, when you're looking to buy a property, when you're looking, you know, they've got a very real situation. They're living a life. And yes, they might be motivated to sell, but to go that extra step and to have the focus on helping them, what is the best solution that you have with all of your knowledge, all of your resources, all of your teams, you are a, a titan or you will become a titan in real estate by continuing to, to feed and to grow. And you've got so many resources and to use that to take advantage of someone to use that to get the very best deal in spite of, or, you know, um, uh, on someone else's back, that, that's, I, that's not okay. The focus is to help, to get everything together and to help the other person. And if every time you have a transaction, you help someone in the process, now that's, that's an abundant life. That's a wealthy life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And it just kind of reminds me of what's going on right now. And I hear so many people, and, and even before this, I, so many people are 
excited for real estate to crash so they could take advantage of the the low prices and what they don't realize or maybe they do realize but that that's on other people's pain and not that okay yeah i'm i'm going to take advantage of opportunities but at the same time i don't wish that to happen i do realize and i think everybody should realize that if prices go lower that affects your properties as well and that affects a lot of people in a negative way. And so we don't really want that necessarily, like unless you want to take advantage of people. So, um, yeah, I, it just, uh, how you said that it was, it was, in my opinion, very powerful. I mean, you've got to take care of the people you're dealing with. Everybody's got some sort of problem, some sort of um, need, uh, and that you have to look at how you can solve that need. Go in there and make life better for them and better for you at the same time. Absolutely. And to give maybe a concrete example of how this could be done in this particular market, you can imagine that well, this happens anytime. People are, you know, get behind on their payments, lose their jobs, are on the verge of losing their jobs, uh, their, their homes, um, and to be foreclosed on, right? And one thing that could be done and might be even more applicable right now if someone's listening and, you know, this gets get posted uh, <laughs> Um, while we're still in, in the COVID crisis is, you know, reach out to people who, who are in pre-foreclosure, right? And you might be thinking, okay, great, I can get a great deal and, and get a really cheap property. So that way they're avoiding the foreclosure, they're avoiding a bankruptcy potentially and so forth. They're getting out of a bad situation. But how about this? How about your pitch or your value proposition is you go up to these owners and you say, hey, I, I understand this is a difficult time and I, I I know that you're behind on your mortgage payment. There's a way to, to say that. So it doesn't sound like you're, you're creeping them, but, um, and then you say, look, I, I'd like to understand your situation to see if I can help you keep your home. Right. And rather than buy it off them at a, at a, at a cheap price and they're out of the picture forever. Well, how about you, you, you come up with a solution where you buy their home. All right. And uh, team up with a credit specialist to help them rebuy the home from you in two, three years, right? You buy it and then you set up a lease option or a lease purchase for them to rebuy it off you in a couple of years and not for 50% more, just a little bit more, just inflation more, you know, two, 3% bump per year, whatever it is. And in between, they're renting the property from you. Yes, at a little bit more because you have to cash flow in the process, right? It's a business after all. But the goal is that if they're behind on their mortgage, you can think that they're probably behind on their utilities, on their credit card payments, on a line of credit. And each one of those debts have a minimum balance. And together, their minimum payment could be much bigger than what a, a reconsolidated mortgage debt would be. Yeah. So yeah. you could actually save someone from losing their home, decrease their monthly payments, you get a nice cash flow for three years and a nice little bump on the, on the repurchase of the property. And you're literally probably saving a family, maybe a marriage in a recession or a depression. Now, I got, just got shivers. Like how powerful is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you, you could truly do a lot of great things if you just get creative and just think about other people's needs first versus what you're wanting. Uh, of course, like, as you said, you, you need cash flow, right? You need to make some money on this. You're running a business. Unless you're doing this for charity, you need to make some profit. But 
you just laid out an example of where you can make profit while also saving them a ton of money. You know, look, they might have, they might have a, a, a loan that's, let's call it $2,200. And if you can work out a deal to get that property for a good price, and maybe, maybe now you can have their, their loan and other payments wrapped up in there for even a lot less than that for 1500 for 1800 you know, and now they can make those payments and everybody can be happy. And, and then in a couple of years, they get that home back and yeah, they have to pay a couple extra bucks for it, but they get it back. And they never lose it really. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, they lose it to you, but it's same time. It's, it's still theirs because they, they bought it back on a lease option. So yeah, definitely. Awesome stuff. All right. So now's the time where I want you to share your ebook. How do people get it? And uh, how do people connect with you? How do we get in touch with you? If we want to know more about you, maybe want to go on these bus tours, um, you know, whatever, just connect. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I do recommend, especially if you're getting started in real estate, our ebook was, was basically written after our first year. Like I mentioned in our first year, uh, we bought those nine doors uh, and this is basically we, we stopped and we thought about it and then what strategies did we use and we put it in an ebook with some exercises and, and thought building mindset activities um, right here. So it's, it's not that thick. It's about 40 pages, but there's lots of pictures. So don't worry. It's a quick read. JK's roadmap to your first million is basically how we accumulated basically a million dollars of real estate in one year, starting from 39,000, by the way, um, one property at a time. That's what we did. One single family home at a time and slowly grew it up from there. That's awesome. So to get it, uh, we've got a nice little URL ready for you. www.nowfortomorrow.club slash ebook. Is it uh, the number? All letters. Nowfortomorrow.club. All letters. Perfect. Slash ebook. That's right. All right. Um, To email, it's info at nowfortomorrow.club and just our website nowfortomorrow.club awesome. we're also on facebook and instagram and all these things and guess what it is it's uh we have a group now for nowfortomorrow.club <laughs> and a page nowfortomorrow.club so there's a theme right it's a theme so remember do now for tomorrow Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kyle, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, look forward to watching you guys continue to grow and do awesome things and look forward to, to uh, hearing that you're now a U.S. citizen and uh, living in Cleveland. It's going to be exciting. That, that is. It is very exciting. We're very much looking forward to it. Uh, look, Todd, it was a real pleasure today. I'm hoping I did bring uh, that we were able to bring a lot of value to the listeners. Absolutely. Anytime you want to, you know, chat or get me back online with a specific topic in mind just reach out or if anybody in the in the audience you know just i'm most definitely an open book i'm available we don't hold anything back it's it's sharing it's we all can um build our wealth together there is no lack of it out there we create our wealth love it love it love the abundance mindset love the uh just being willing to be open and and honest with people and that's what it's all about man i love it Absolutely. Have a fantastic rest of the day. Right back at you.
Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out, and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.